0: on India and businesses that were planning to open offices have had to go back to work from home. In view of this, the demand to accommodate remote workers and customers has increased again. The pandemic has made it clear to enterprises that modernising their IT infrastructure for any eventuality is vital for their business continuity. This is where Rahi Systems, a leading global integrated tech solution provider, comes in. Founded in 2012, the company's offerings cover the full life cycle of technology solutions from assessment, architecture, design, implementation, managed services to professional services and support. Rahi focuses on creating customized approach to meet every data center's specific requirements and help businesses scale and adopt technologies in a flexible and effective manner. To discuss more on how a data center is becoming an ecosystem of services and partnerships, Analytics Insight is in conversation with Matt Robinson, CTO at Rahi. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Uh, Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: So let's start the podcast on a great note with you explaining us what business Rahi is in.
1: Oh, thanks. Uh, So Rahi's business is is, uh, interesting. You know, we're really founded on the idea of, you know, building solutions for our customers to really meet their their, their IT business needs. If I, if I look at uh, our overall portfolio for what we do for customers, we try to analyze where they're at today and ultimately where they're trying to take their business and, and trying to leverage innovative technologies along the way. Um, and that can include a number of different disciplines and expertise areas. Uh, for example, data center, uh, looking at what an enterprise IT organization needs for its infrastructure, including networking and security, uh, storage, compute. Um, AV solutions in order to enhance collaboration within an environment, you know, as well as cloud infrastructure and thinking through what a private, a public, a hybrid, or even a multi-cloud configuration might look like, you know, and we really want to look at all of these things to create an integrated environment that aligns to the efficiencies that a customer needs and really give them a competitive advantage, regardless of whatever business vertical they're in. Um, and, And if I look at the overall portfolio, we do try to look at it you know starting with the idea of an assessment of what our customers are at today, then moving into planning out what kind of architecture architecture, implementation, uh, operations uh, are needed in order to make that successful. Do uh, we then look into actually implementing those technology solutions uh, through a variety of products, software, hardware, licenses, services? Uh, and that can include managed services uh, as well. So if we need to provide some type of 7 by 24 knock to support needs, provide staff augmentation. You know, all of those things we do in order to really help a customer, you know, uh, understand where they're at today, drive towards a customized approach that, you know, really addresses the business needs, addresses their financial requirements, and, and allows them to use technology in a way that they can take advantage of it in a, in a very flexible and effective manner.
0: So with you know all those use cases in mind, what is your vision for Rahi and where do you see Rahi you know headed towards in the next, say, 10 years?
1: Uh, that's a that's a great question. You know, I, I think our vision is really to be that trusted source uh, for this this idea of global delivery, not just, you know, within one country but to look at the, the the macroeconomic and global needs of of a customer for their i.t solutions and services uh, we really focus on developing end-to-end solutions that that fully encompass you know what our team's capabilities are to help those customers maximize the value of their investments regardless of where they are in the world
0: So to serve such global demands and offer them end-to-end solutions, um, can you give us a few details about Rahi's current offerings across verticals and sectors?
1: Uh, Sure, sure. There's there's a lot to dive into here. Um, First, uh, you know, we, we... we have a very extended network of partners that we work with. Obviously, uh, a lot of large scale customers, but also you know uh, market uh, SMB markets. We we focus on that as well. Um, but this covers a variety of verticals. If you think about oil and gas, life sciences, uh, healthcare, financial services, including fintech, uh, we, we and high tech. Obviously, we look at all of these ecosystems. And you know, if we if we want to focus on those key offerings, that would include data center. Uh, which would include infrastructure solutions that you know really help create a dynamic and efficient uh environment for running it so that that data center can respond to the business demands and be sufficiently agile uh based upon the 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 changing landscape where we are seeing you know a, a uh, the adoption of technology continually changing. You know, on the on the other end, with the actual infrastructure that goes into these data centers, uh, we provide uh, enterprise IT services, uh, which would include things, for example, like DSim or data center infrastructure management solutions, uh, consolidation of servers. Um, virtualization, so the idea of bringing physical servers into a virtual concept and even into containerization for newer models such as Kubernetes, um, as well as looking at the the storage and data usage and the broader asset management that's needed against that IT infrastructure. Pivoting from there, we would then move into networking and security, you know in any company regardless of uh, its size or its sector you know networking and security is is really the 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 pipeline of their business uh for the data that they're using and their customers ability to access uh, anything in the ecosystem you know and and we're really focused on ensuring that the solutions we put in this place uh, you know address uh, an ecosystem of a growing environment, making sure that the the pipes are large enough to transmit data for customers for what they ultimately need, and then you know the permanency of keeping that data safe, keeping that those assets safe, uh, and also most importantly keeping the customers' information uh, secure. Because as as we all know, there's an ever increasing number of cyber threats out there in the ecosystem today. Um, another area we focus on is audio video. Uh, we believe that audio video you know has a lot of products and solutions needed to allow people to collaborate. And as you were mentioning at the top of the podcast, we've seen many different ways in which people are collaborating today due to the pandemic Uh, and being able to build a solution that allows people to come together, to work together in new and very exciting ways uh, to enhance the collaboration experience is very important. You know, and, and then to maybe close out um we, we see cloud and cloud infrastructure and cloud services uh, as key to the business you know with the idea that these these needs in order to be able to get assets and resources quickly people are turning to clouds all the time in order to be able to to release their technology uh, into a, a ever-growing consumer environment constantly looking for new ways in which to uh both attract different users to increase uh time to value to reduce business risk. you know and overall you know businesses really want to lean into uh, cloud capabilities for a variety of workloads uh, to better improve performance, improve costs uh, and increase visibility for customers.
0: So with regard to all the verticals that Rahi currently you know offers solutions in, um, according to you which technologies address the issue of, this digital transformations the most? And which technologies do you see taking the lead for the same in the foreseeable future?
1: Uh, so there's quite a few. Um, and you know, depending upon what business you're in, you may focus on one versus the other. Maybe, maybe we'll take a moment and think about it through the lens of um, the COVID-19 pandemic. This idea that you know, remote work has become more commonplace uh, and it really is driving to how people are now consuming technology. Um, And even though we would see maybe a decline in IT investments, a lot of organizations are increasing, you know, during this time and accelerating really the the digital transformation initiatives they have in the business. Um, So to that end, you know, one area we see is in IT modernization, you know, because a lot of organizations, you know, they really want to leverage cloud uh, and do it in a way that doesn't, for example, require somebody to go on site, access infrastructure, uh, and potentially be impacted uh, even in COVID scenarios. You know, and there's a lot of data that backs this up. In fact, the um, the 2021 Tech Trends uh, Deloitte report, you know, it finds that organizations are really modernizing their IT infrastructure to reduce operational costs and in many ways reduce the technical debt that's been building up over years um, where people just keep uh, patching, if you would, or or putting Band-Aids on the technology they've had in place. Um, this, this idea that they can use the IT ecosystem and, and modernize it, you know, gives them a chance to both you know, free up their thinking around how they're implementing their technology, removing the technical debt, you know, and, and really freeing a budget um, to allow the adoption of some strategic technologies that, that should be the foundation to anybody's digital transformation. Uh, an, another common trend we're, we're now seeing is in multi-cloud integration. You know, it used to be that you would pick one cloud provider and go to that cloud provider and use that, what they provide for their services based upon uh, the particular relationship you had. But more and more, we're beginning to see multi-cloud becoming the common pattern because it's easy to balance your workloads across multiple providers. So very similar to 10 or 15 years ago, when somebody would buy technology, uh, they would look for a second source provider for that technology in order to avoid things like vendor lock-in and, and to give uh, maximum flexibility in the environment. You know, and from a pandemic perspective, having multiple sources that you can go to and being able to run your workloads and your environment across multiple clouds, you know, will give you better ability to, for example, support work from home models and allow organizations to really utilize you know, uh, the tools that these multi-cloud management ecosystems provide uh, and and really allow for orchestration of what they're trying to do with their businesses across multiple cloud environments. So if you want to run containerization and Kubernetes in one uh, hyperscaler and then lean into another for, let's say, AI or ML workloads, you have that ability and and businesses can take advantage of it from a cost perspective, as well as a scalability and also keeping the, the, the price pressures under control a couple other areas I, I touched on you know AI I think of AI and ml or machine learning um, that is a that is a common uh, adoption and we see more and more companies picking that up in fact I, I think the 2020 uh, McKinsey global survey uh, on the state of AI they, they, they found that roughly you know about 50 percent of respondents uh, said the organizations you know they've really emptied some form of AI at least one, uh, component of AI within, within their business functions. Uh, and, and we see AI taking more and more of an adoption in the ecosystem today You know, with, with the idea that you want to take data assets and infrastructure assets uh, and learn from those materials and provide more automation uh, through the introduction of AI and ML. Um, we, we see this as becoming a real key component to digital transformation. Uh we, we see it and and maybe to add a little little additional data point here, you know, we see data being, you know, as um as it's been described many times, the lifeblood uh, of an organization and a company, and they have years of this data that they've had over time. And digital transformation is fantastic as far as you know making better use of that data, but applying that with ML gives you the ability to ask some questions about what you've learned for the last 15, 20 years with your data, and maybe provide new insights and new ways to pivot your business with more efficiency, uh, better cost controls, and, and more value to, to your end users. Uh, the last thing I'd say is uh real-time data analysis is becoming popular. We've seen the introduction of technologies that allow faster and faster access uh to data, not just to get to the data to be, but be, be able to process and analyze it you know, at real-time speeds. And you know, with that introduction, now people aren't necessarily thinking through you know, older architectures where caching and performance got in the way of being able to do things quickly. To the, to the empowerment of the business and their customers, you know, the architectures are really beginning to take advantage of providing this data analysis and these insights more quickly uh, to really help fulfill this broader idea of digital transformation uh, in, inside of a business. And having fast, uninterrupted access to all of your data across the enterprise is really allowing that transformation to, to accelerate value to, to end customers.
0: So speaking about data, how important do you think security is with reference to data centers? And how do you think organizations uh, need to protect their data against cyber attacks on-premise and cloud?
1: Uh, security is critical. Um, if we look at the trends today in the market, uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, issues that that customers are having with ransomware. Uh, we're seeing where endpoints particularly from a pandemic scenario where people are now working from home and they may have dual purposes for the the technology that they're using in their house, uh, where, for example, if somebody loaded a piece of software that introduced ransomware, that there's a potential leakage into a a corporate ecosystem, security is absolutely critical. And it's not just at the endpoints. It's not just in the networks. It's in the data that's being transmitted into the SaaS ecosystems. Uh, It's in uh, how people use and access the information, and it's in the permission levels that, that people receive as far as the what they have in, in their environment you know security, is something that Rahi values. Uh, and and something that even within our own environment, based upon the types of customers we work with, we're, we're, very, uh, we're very focused on ensuring that any elements of data processing and other support that we offer does with, with security in mind so that we accommodate things like vulnerabilities, uh, being able to report back into privacy models, uh, using things like you know, two-factor authentication, which is very common in the market, but very important for people to adopt in their space. And, and when we talk initially about the idea of, of digital transformation and, you know, adopting new trends, these are journeys that customers, you know, may not be as experienced with, but something that Rocky can absolutely help customers uh, adopt and uh, achieve success with in their environments. It's also something you constantly have to keep an eye on, something you're constantly having to evaluate to understand in your environment, you know, is there something going on? Uh, and, and again, having a partner like Rocky that you can work with to best understand, you know what's happening in your environment from a security profile standpoint is is uh, is an area that we we feel is absolutely critical to help customers in, and whether they take direct ownership themselves or they need a partner like us to support it, uh, we're with them in that journey along the way.
0: So recent news reports show that data centers contribute to carbon emissions. So Matt, can you quickly give us your brief perspective about you know what the solution can be that are also environmental friendly?
1: Uh, So there's a lot of areas here. Um, You know, one of the first things we hear from uh, anybody looking to move into a new data center space, anybody evaluating, you know, where to put their infrastructure is they're looking at the PUE uh, for that space. And if they are the hyperscaler, for example, how do they keep that uh, as low as possible? Uh, And this is where Brahi brings a tremendous amount of expertise and experience in, in really helping not just say this is a great product or a great uh, technology to implement because obviously containment systems and finding more efficiency in both the gear you put into the environment, putting good sensors for measurement. Those are those are great things to do. But really taking a, a design approach. And looking at what are they trying to do in that space, how can we design it and and implement it in a way that will ultimately give them the most efficiency, uh, give them the ability to not just look at also how they operate that environment, but, you know, also working with the local, regional, um, state, uh, the federal uh, ecosystems, the countries, if you would to ensure that they're maximizing credits that they may get, for example, renewable energy credits or other uh, carbon tax offsets uh, in order to become as green as possible. You know, green is no longer just something that people uh, speak to in terms of a, uh, yes, we provide green ecosystems. It's actually becoming a measure of how some businesses want to partner and work with uh, a particular business to know that the technology they're implementing is green and is done in a way that is providing as much efficiency as possible. You know, we we talk all the time about technology is great, but technology comes at a cost, and and the environment is something we have to consider in these decisions, and 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 the level of governance we're beginning to see over. Or with this idea of providing efficient, green ecosystems, looking at modular data center design, you know, evaluating uh, how energy is used in the environment, learning to take advantage of virtualization to maximize density of consumption of, of compute and storage and network in as, as small and contained a space as possible, those are becoming key elements. And, and you know, Rocky thinks of this as a, a core area to begin to ask the questions, you know, for anybody that's trying to, trying to build out a new data center environment. And, and we really are focused on everything from the beginning of the discussion through the design and the implementation, and then the long-term operational management of that, that, that is taking a green approach along the way.
0: So as Rahi experiences in, you know, greener solutions for the digital transformation across, you know, domains and companies, um, why do you think there is a huge normalization and wide adoption of cloud based data centers?
1: Uh, There's a lot of reasons why people are looking at at cloud based data centers. Um, We've obviously seen this trend picking up over time. Um, There's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, There's, there's data, Coming from coming out of Gartner, for example, right now that, that talks about a lot of the spending, even during the pandemic period, you know, is growing at you know six percent year over year from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one on data center infrastructure to 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 grow these ecosystems. But when we talk about cloud and we talk about why people are looking at looking at it, whether it be for for like things like innovation or any efficiency or sustainability, th- there there are some fundamentals. Uh, and and reasons why people are trying to move towards cloud-based constructs, cloud-based data centers, uh, rather than just traditional physical infrastructure. The first is obviously cost. Uh, if we think about how much it costs to run a, a, an existing data center, especially where there's technical debt or there's infrastructure which is which is aged, um, the, you know, these these purchases are something that you have to invest in upfront and then essentially depreciate the assets uh, over a long period of time. But if I think about uh, the idea of utility consumption and the ability to go out and pay for what I want and then use and consume it, um, that can be very advantageous uh, as a business. So basically, if I'm able to essentially rent somebody else's resources for a period of time and use that Uh, and and rely on that other vendor to provide the quality, the the maintenance of the system, you know, I'm going to get not only uh, an easier way to use and consume it, um, but I'm also going to get good resource utilization in partnership because that provider can ensure ensure that we have the right resource optimization and density uh, in in their cloud uh, data center ecosystem. Uh, Another important factor, uh, accessibility. Um, if you think about everything being placed into these large ecosystems, uh, and those providers really focused on, you know, ensuring that uh, the data access is is fully available at the edge for those networks, uh, that's really key. And and they uh, provide open channels, large pipes to get uh, online access. And many cases, depending upon the the service that's being offered in the cloud data centers, they're handling the replication between cloud data centers so that even if a data center goes off, offline, uh, I can still access and, and still continue uh, my business operations, even though the way in which I would normally go to get to the files is now, or the documents would be in a different location. In, in all of that also incorporates security. I know we've talked about it uh, a bit here, but you know, security again is, is not something that, that companies are taking lightly anymore. Um, security and privacy are two big factors to decision making that's happening. And whether we talk about um, the people forming physical security with badges, with guards, uh, with cages, um, all the way through the the security that's offered at all different levels of the ISO stack, those are absolutely key to incorporate. And cloud providers look at this in the aggregate. they're They're responsible for ensuring that at all aspects of those layers, um, you, you essentially have controls that are put into place uh, to essentially prevent somebody from, from getting access to those data. And they're, they're also being, being uh, charged with keeping up with the latest trends, too, to make sure the latest uh, triple-desk encryptions, uh, the latest uh, protocol controls, uh, the latest um, two-factor authentication or other multi-factor authentication models, um, thinking about things like CMEK and CSEC. Uh, customer managed encryption keys or customer supplied encryption keys uh, are being important to the business. They they ensure that that is part of the ecosystem. Um, and then the last one um, is, is a pretty obvious one, but very important, which is scalability. Uh, if we think about uh, a data center starting from nothing and growing into something bigger, it, it's a big investment. It it takes a lot of money up front. It takes a lot of time up front to build these out. Um, the idea that you can go to this data center this this cloud based data center and get access to the resources and simply consume against uh somebody else's capacity planning problem is very advantageous and and the idea is that you know businesses can go out they can buy more compute they can buy more storage uh use what they need within these ecosystems and lean upon the scalability that these cloud based data centers can provide
0: pre pandemic during the pandemic and post pandemic now in the you know, in the new normal, that is. Um, how well are data centers adapting to workloads according to you?
1: Uh, it's an it's an interesting question because I think we're still in the middle of this pandemic. Yeah, depending on which country you're in, depending on which uh, environment you're in, um, businesses, you know, haven't really returned to normal yet, and, and they continue to need to operate remotely. Um, and this creates strain all across the business, not just in terms of, their ability to interact with customers, but in terms of the services and the technology that they use to run their businesses, you know, it's it's hard for companies to operate that. In fact, that's one area that Rocky has actually grown in the past uh, eighteen months is in the idea that we're supporting these large organizations in cases where, for example, they can't take somebody and put them on a plane and go fix something in a remote data center. They rely on a partner like Rocky to be able to provide that support. Um, and, and if I think about the idea of somebody being able to get, you know, get, get out of the business of the data center and move everything to cloud, you know, that's not always the best option. But a lot of companies are using that as a vehicle to displace their ability to do any kind of investment, or at least they can provide some short-term investments in cloud. Um, you know, we 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 look at this through, you know, a multi-faceted lens. We see that organizations really have to look at all of the elements of their business today in terms of how to use technology, you know whether that's performance, whether that's uh, security and compliance, data availability, uh, what are the business elements you know, what is the risk and governance models they have within their environment? what are the financial models that they're looking to put into place while they're going through this uh, this period of adjustment uh, while this pandemic is going on to then understand you know where they need to put their infrastructure investments, whether it's capex or opex, And then ultimately, to lean into the technology solution that's going to get them ultimately where they need to be. You know, in some cases, um, that could be, for example, moving things into a a SaaS model, which we see is becoming very popular today. Uh, In other cases, based upon uh, the way in which they run the business, uh, it's important to keep the assets in in maybe not their own data center, but in a co-location facilities. And in some cases, it's moving into more of this multi-cloud model. Um, but but we're seeing this distribution of workload occur during this pandemic period because people are trying to find a way to keep the businesses operating keep keep applications and data dispersed effectively to deal with these ever-changing requirements and you know while we while we look to return to you know some form of normal uh, we can appreciate that that companies you know need to find ways in which to solve business problems for their customers and, and we really lean into that. And and want to work with customers and do work with customers to help them achieve those goals. It, it's a it's a tough problem. And that that adaptation from a workload perspective, we see not changing just during the pandemic period, but we see in the next two, three, four years some really interesting shifts in the market around where this is ultimately going to go. We see democratization of workloads across these ecosystems becoming uh, an interesting point for people to consider. And and also the idea of of margins uh, for basically growing profitability with their companies needing to make business decisions around that as, as we get closer to this democratization period. But we think that this is all important to consider. And every business is evaluating it with the resources they have, with the people they have to operate the environments. And you know, regardless of which way this goes into more of a, a co-location facility or into a cloud, you know, Rocky is here to provide support and help for that.
0: So from uh, you know, the extensive need for security, various security solutions, offering, you know, greener solutions for you know data center services and helping businesses through all the stages of the digital transformation, no matter, you know, pandemic or no pandemic. Um, if the, I'm sure our listeners had a lot of insights from this podcast. And thank you so much, Matt, for sharing your wisdom with us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me and everyone stay safe out there.